Thank you, everybody, for taking the time out to listen to me once again. This is Real Talk with Tim, and I'm back with another episode. Shout out to everybody who's been showing me love on my podcast. I really appreciate that. Now, if you have Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio, please make sure you go look me up on all four platforms and keep up with the content. Also, make sure y'all go follow me on Instagram at Real Talk with Tim and Twitter at RTWT Podcast to keep up with the content as well. Now, before I get into today's topic, let me just give a special Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, all the good dads, all the dads doing their thing, all the dads overcoming adversity, all the dads out there that's killing the narrative that it ain't no good dads out there. Now, I know y'all every time, every year around this time, we see the memes, we hear the jokes, but to all the dads out there that's doing their thing, man, keep doing your thing, keep making your kids proud, all of that. Now, today, guys, I have two special guests with me today, and a lot of y'all been asking me to get more male voices on my show. Now, today, I got that. I'm giving y'all what y'all want. Now, y'all know how I do it when I bring guests on my platform. I'll allow them to introduce themselves and tell y'all a little bit about themselves in a podcast if they have one. So without further ado, I would like my first guest to go ahead and introduce himself. (laughs) So uh, my name is Jay Christian. I'm the host of the Cognac Room podcast, which is an uninhibited drink infused podcast about adulting and male and female interactions. Um, I have two lovely co-hosts, Petra and lyric who joined me and we uh we give it up man we don't play any games we don't we don't play around you know um i've been podcasting for about three years now i also have a podcast called uh mind your motivation which is a motivational podcast you know they're very short episodes i think the longest one is probably 20 minutes and then some are seven or nine minutes or whatever uh i think it's a really good dose of inspiration and motivation for people early in the week to get them going and that's pretty much it on me, man. Y'all know what it is, man. If you don't know, you are now listening to the voice of the one and only Big Smash, host of Bet the House podcast, one fourth host with my man Jay Christian of The Measure of Men, one fourth host of a bunch of other shit. I got a bunch of shows. Um, what we do is. We bring you the real, we bring you the funny, we bring you just just me. You know, um from a from a, a male's perspective, from a husband, from a father, from a hardworking black man just trying to make it in this cold world we call America. So uh it's pretty much me in a nutshell. Uh you can find us everywhere all platforms we 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 over here like tim right now we on all platforms so follow him follow us and we out here the first thing i want to know man tell us tell everybody what it's like to be a father in the first place now well let me let me just start it off i can tell everybody man you know it's not a joke first of all it's not a joke it's very hard and uh i always told myself i mean i have three three beautiful daughters and uh I always told myself throughout the whole journey, it's not about the amount of kids you have, it's about what you do when you have them yeah. kids. And, uh, you know, the big narrative out here is that, 
you know, is fathers, you know, basically Father's Day don't get appreciated enough. We know what happened every time this year come around. We see the memes, we see the jokes, all of that. We see the mothers saying they the mother and the father, all that type of shit. So yeah. just tell me how y'all feel about that. Every year come around, just tell me what type of mindset are you in when you see the jokes and you see the memes and you see all of that? What type of mindset does that put y'all in? I'm paying no attention to it for me. The reason being, um, if you know what you do, you ain't got to stand in court every day. You ain't got to be on trial every day. You know what I'm saying? If you are standing on your business as a father, then you know what time it is. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to get ridiculed because to me, yeah, fatherhood is hard, but there's nothing greater than being a mother. Fathers, we can take days off. Mothers have to consistently do it. Every day they can't make excuses. If I decide next week, hey, I don't want to be a father no more, I can do that. Women who are very good mothers, they can't do that. So for them to take credit on Father's Day, some deserve so. Even though they'll never be fathers, I can I can I can kind of understand what they go through. But for me, I'm a father 365 days out the year. So one day, you know, don't 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 define me. You know what I'm saying? It's good to have it, but I get appreciation every day. So yeah, we love the 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 detention, but if you're standing on your business, this is just a regular day to you. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't trying to dis- diminish it or tarnish it or nothing like that. I'm just saying, like, one day shouldn't define you. One day doesn't define me. So when I see the memes and I see the jokes, um, I bypass them, bro. I ain't even going to lie to you. I bypass them. feel like if it don't apply, I let it fly. That's Ooh, how I feel. Okay. Yeah. I- I'll say this. Um, I don't <laughs> I don't like to see the jokes. I don't like to see, you know, people belittling, you know, fatherhood because fatherhood is very challenging, especially when it comes to um, black men. Let me just say it like that. But what I will say is that, you know, it bothers me to see people who come about and act as if black men are not good fathers, act as if we're less than or you know or we're not you know what i'm saying holding it down because i know like i said uh i said this on a live not too long ago i know more black men now that in my entire life that are actually stepping up to the plate and doing what they're supposed to be doing than i've ever seen in 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 my life there's more it's more prevalent right now and also you know i understand that a lot of women say well you know happy father's day to me you you you're not and I don't see. I'm not trying to be controversial or anything like that. But, no, I, think, I think I think I think I know what you're about to say though. Yeah, the whole time. But but you know what I mean. Like you are a mother and you are an excellent mother, and we praise you and we bless you for that. You know what I'm saying? We give you your your flowers for that. But you you you're not a father. You don't know how to be a father. You can't teach that boy how to be a man. And I know that some people say, well, that's not true. She can't. But there, trust me, as a young man who was raised without my father. I had a lot of learning to do and I I went to the wrong sources to to get the knowledge and I made a lot of mistakes and had I had a father in the home at that particular time to show me 
and to guide me in the right direction, I wouldn't have made those mistakes. My mother did right. a hell of a job, and I love and I respect her for that. But right. you can't replace a father, man. Yeah. So um, let me let all. me let me let me touch on something real quick. See, I understand what uh, Smash said. You know, what I'm saying he, he said, you know, fathers they can take time off pretty much if they wanted to, and it's kind of it's kind of like it's sad to say it's kind of it's too normal you know what i'm saying to the point where it's like oh okay that ain't nothing that ain't nothing that you ain't heard of but like for a for a mother to do it it's like all right that's unheard of you know what i'm saying but i mean i get that no discredit to the mothers but at the end of the day man at the end of the day you know we all i'm i'm a i know that y'all are good fathers i'm assume so but at the end of the day like this is the time of year that like every time it come around it's it's like not it's not talked about enough but every time mother's day come around it's the most talked about thing all year like they, they the same thing like us they mothers every day of the year so it should be just another day but when father's day come around it's not really like it ain't it ain't really it don't seem really that big now it uh now for me i don't hang around no dudes that ain't good fathers you know what i'm saying how do y'all feel about hanging with people that's not good fathers? Would you keep them in your circle? Would you kind of pull them to the side? You know what I'm saying? Be like, look here, man. You know what I'm saying? Do what you got to do. Or like, how do how do y'all handle situations like that? I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, man. A guy that's not a good father, you don't even have to know that he's not a good father. He's going to show deficiencies in other areas that's going to make you not fuck with him anyway. You understand what I'm saying? So... When, when, when you're a good dude and you're a stand-up dude, it comes through in every area of your life, man. And when you're a deadbeat, it comes through in damn near every area of your life to a man that's paying attention. For me, I don't even see... I don't even see you if you ain't on your shit. Like, if you ain't doing your job, if you hanging around with me more than you hanging around your kids, you ain't got no reason to be around me. And for me, I see I see a little different. See what I see is, and I see this a lot. You have dudes out here who are better stepfathers than they are fathers. Man, that's crazy. What I, yeah, what I, I mean by what I mean by that is, you got kids out here you don't see and take care of, but you in this whole relationship, and you are riding and dying for this for these kids that are not yours. You know what I'm saying, but you got kids out here literally who came from your nutsack and you won't even pay attention to them. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like, dog, certain things I don't tolerate. If you don't take care of your kids, you can't be around. If you, if you, you know what I'm saying, you out here just living foul, you just living foul, you can't be around me. You out here snaking people, you can't be around me. But the top of that list is I am a father. So if I feel like you are not doing what you're supposed to do in regards to your kids, you're kind of not the person I I do not want to associate myself with. You know what I'm saying? It's a different kind of feeling because like uh, we have a strong community around us. You can't be my homie if you're not out here doing your thing and you're not standing on your business, like you created these kids, stand on your business. Now, 
You know what I'm saying? I know people fall on hard times and people go through things. But if you ain't standing on business, you know what I'm saying? You rather run the streets. You rather make dumb decisions, putting your life at risk. That means you ain't being the father that I know you can be. Now, we all going to stand together and surround you and give you love and, and help you get through whatever you're going through. But a dude that just don't want to be around their kids, just don't care about their kids, just don't. You got new Jordans, new new phones, new rims on your car, and your kids need milk and diapers, but that ain't your concern. That's another thing. Like, take care of your home first. All that other no shit, doubt. you can play with that other shit later. So let real me quick. Ask, okay. Let me, go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Now, nah, real quick, I, I agree with what Smash is saying. He ain't saying nothing that's not correct. But I guess for me, what I'm saying is like, just the way I am when I'm when I'm kicking it with folk, right? Like, if I know you well enough to know you ain't taking care of your kids, I've already peeped you the chink in your arm a long time ago. I don't fuck with you like that anyway. I got the long handle spoon out. But you gotta understand a solid dude that's truly a solid dude, he gonna be solid in all areas. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. No doubt. So you gonna be able to see it, you know what I'm saying, just in how he handles himself on other shit and know like yeah and then you know you're gonna see it like all my partners man we come around each other with the kids you know what i'm saying it's like oh it's like hey man let's do this it's like now i got the kids or you know so it's always there you know oh this man doing his thing you know what i mean and i you know so yeah i just wanted to add man you man you would think that uh you would even if that's a if that's a real situation like you got a guy that's a good father then you got a guy that's not a good father you would think some of that shit would rub off on him and he'll actually start to be a good father to his kids but let me let me ask both of y'all this so what was the tell me about the worst part of your own journey through fatherhood the worst part that you had to deal with I'll say that my worst part of my journey as a father in the beginning was uh, trying to connect with my children man because I don't know. It just didn't feel natural because I didn't have that with my father. So I didn't know how to do it. So I had to kind of like learn how to do it. There was a, there were a lot of awkward moments. You know what I'm saying? Like just, and, and I know that sounds crazy, man, but I think that's why a lot of men suck at fatherhood because they haven't figured out how to connect with their children. They don't feel that connection. And it could potentially be because they didn't have that connection with their fathers, right? Right. But you know, I toughed it out and and, and learned how to do it and, and became, you know, a father that could actually connect with my children and, and, and enjoy them and, and be genuine with them. And then of yeah. course, you know, um the next hardest thing that a parent or a father would ever experience, uh, and I'll speak on it briefly, is losing a child. And that's uh that's that's really really hard but those are the two hardest challenges i've ever faced as a father yeah um for me it was leaving i uh i was stuck in a cycle man and i was living in the city i'm i'm from chicago and i was living in the city where i was going to funerals way too much like that was a span that i was going to a funeral damn near every week hardest lesson for me to know was they say when they get everybody around you it's like what's who's left who else is left to give get other than you 
So I made the toughest decision I probably ever had to make. And that was to leave the city where all my kids are. You know what I'm saying? I left. I wasn't, I was, I was in the streets, but I wasn't in the streets. You know what I'm saying? But because of who I affiliated with, it became, I guess I became paranoid, paranoidal. Like, like I said, I was going to funerals every week. It was tough. And uh, I made the toughest decision in the world to leave my kids just because I wanted to give them a better life because I felt like this. I felt like if I died right now, what would I have? What would I have to give them? Like, I didn't have a nine to five. I was in the streets. I was selling CDs and DVDs and condoms and blunts and everything, whatever I could sell to make some money. And it was like, if I died right now, what exactly do I have to give them? I don't have nothing to give them. You know what I'm saying? And I made the best decision I could possibly make for them. I left when it got on my shit. Like, before I left, I didn't have a place in I never had a place in my name. I never had a a a a long-standing time at a job. I didn't know nothing about 401ks. I didn't know nothing about, you know, things like that, like health insurance, life insurance, things like that. I didn't know about these things because I felt like these things wasn't coming to a man like me. So when I left, it was super hard on them because they go from seeing their dad every day to seeing him every other weekend. You know what I'm saying? And to me, that was the hardest thing I had to do, but I had to do it. Because I felt like if I didn't do it, I wouldn't even be here talking to y'all today. You know what I'm saying? So that to me was the hardest thing. And then um, the second hardest thing, like Jay said, losing a child. You know, um, I probably would have had kid number 10, you know, but me and, me and the missus, we suffered a loss last year. And, you know, we just trying to bounce back from that and, and actually get the door open this time so to me yeah those were the two hardest things for me man first of all uh take my hat off to both of y'all been you know strong enough to talk about talk about all of that you know a lot of people don't uh prefer yeah. not to talk about that because i tell y'all one thing my last episode uh taking losses to get the win and all that Man, a lot of some I had some people told me that they couldn't listen to the episode because of uh, the people closest to them that they lost and that they didn't want no reminder. So again, my hat off to both of y'all for being strong enough to talk about that. But one thing I will say about my hardest journey of fatherhood, and no specific event happened, but see, I got three kids by three different women. So uh, the hardest thing that that I think about my journey is that all three of my kids got to grow up uh, under different roofs. Uh, you know, they they grown up close, you know what I'm saying? They see each other and all of that. But I always had a vision of my kids growing up under one roof, you know what I'm saying, having them by one woman. So, you know, they all got they all different personalities. They all just act different and stuff like that. So that's a, that's a battle alone because especially when you know, when you're a great father, you know what I'm saying, you're going to make a lot of things happen to where though your kids can stay close. So you got to drive from point A to point B to point C 
take them to point D. Then you gotta take them all. Like it's just crazy, and especially when you got two that live in the same state as you and one don't. So you see two every week, and then you see the other one. I guess whenever you see them, depending on where they live at, you know what I'm saying. But and then you gotta you gotta talk to them every day, but you can't see them every day. So yeah. I mean, just yeah. having them by different people is is a battle and a lot of mothers there's a thing about mothers a lot of mothers yeah they got different uh baby fathers and shit like that but a lot of them their kids growing up together you know what i'm saying and a lot a lot of their kids growing up together um so they don't really have to deal with the whole whole back and forth thing that most fathers in my shoes got to deal with so that's a battle alone and the reason why I talk about fatherhood so much on my show is because I want to kill the narrative that it ain't it ain't no good fathers out there. Like I see stupid statuses and shit. Like uh, how come kids don't ask their fathers for nothing or yeah. stupid shit like yeah. that? Or yeah. like I, when I see stuff, shit, I mean, I, yeah, I, I brush stuff off. Sure. I brush stuff off, but then I'm like, why why do it gotta be like this every time though? See what I'm saying? Why do why do it have to be like this? So that that alone, I probably would say is the hardest thing in my journey because I don't I don't think uh like I me. Mean, of course, I dealt with the whole going to court thing and stuff like that, but that's that's just that ain't nothing serious for me. You know what I'm saying? The whole serious thing for me, like I said, I got to deal with I got to deal with three different personalities. Hell no, six. Matter of fact, if you include the mothers, I got to deal with six personalities for the rest of my life, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's, it's crazy. It's Tell crazy. Me it's a it. mental battle, man. <laughs> it's I a agree with you, I got, uh, I got I got four four kids' mothers, man. So I know I know how that goes. I do. Um, I think what it was, though, it got easier for me to deal with them once we knew what the end game was we knew there was never gonna be anything with us we was never gonna fuck again we was never gonna be in a relationship again so we knew the end game was we are here to raise these kids and that's it so after that got established it became super easy for us to co-parent and coexist because again we took out all the physical we took out all the feelings and the emotionals and all of that and we moved past to just hey this is how we get these kids right this is how we raise these kids we ain't no shit else and it was easier for them to you know because listen I got two kids a month apart and I went through hell for the first three or four years of their lives with their mothers. You know what I'm saying? They hated each other. First three or four years of their life, they hated each other. You know what I'm saying? And then it was like, when I separated from both of them, because they hated each other because of me. I was playing back and forth. I was playing playing the back and forth game. They didn't hate each other for no other reason but me and the mind games I was doing. I got a similar story just like that. Yeah, so... When I left both of them alone, they became the best of friends. And they were able to set up things with the kids without me. You know what I'm saying? And to me, 
that felt good because I knew, hey, if something happened to me, at least I know my kids will still be able to be around each other. They'll still be able to coexist. They'll still know each other. And to me, that was a beautiful thing. So I think um, life is what you make it, man. Like in certain instances, the kids are bigger than anything. You know what I'm saying? And nothing is more important than the kids. That's the way I live my life with my kids' mothers. Nothing is more important than the kids. Right. We can argue, we can fight, we can do all that, but when it comes to these kids, we got to get on the same page. Yeah, that's one thing I had to learn quick because, like I said, man, I got a similar, I got a lot of similar stories just like that, you know, trying to mess with this one, but you're talking to this one and all of that. But once I've realized, once I've realized, I and and mind you, I was in my early 20s, I'm 35 now, but I'm talking about I was like 23, 24, 25 doing stuff like this. But the older I got and the more that I went through, like going to court and dealing with lawyers and all this other bullshit, once I realized I got tired of, once I got tired of dealing with all of that, I stopped doing the whole messing around with them and stuff like that trying to mm-hmm. do all that and I do trying to do all that and I know I ain't want nothing in the, in the at the end I said let me just make it about the kids just talking yeah. about the kids and stuff like that just make it simply about that now everything is like that everything peaceful no drama none of that so like when it comes to I mean of course it's gonna be a little bit of arguing but nothing nothing too serious but and my kids I felt like when the kids were babies it was more drama but when they get older right it's not that it's not that much drama the reason right. why i think that is because when they babies they don't really know what's going on or what's they don't know what they don't know what's up and and they can and the mothers they can kind of get away with more i mean right. not, to say that, not to say that they can't now but when kids are older they ask more questions they more aware they more alert they, they wonder things. like everything yeah so like they like they like they senses just kicking more so like you can't really get away with more because now you about to get questioned, questioning exactly. on why why she can't come with daddy. You know what I'm saying? I say this man, much like you guys, same situation. Um, I have a son and a daughter who are literally months apart. Uh, my wife at the time and my mistress were pregnant at the same time, and I ended up on child support. For being a bad husband and a bad boyfriend, not for being a bad father. <laughs> That's real talk, man. No, oh, I believe you. That's real I talk. But at the end of the day, you know, it was it it really didn't make a difference because like what the courts or have ordered me to do, I do above and beyond anyway, because they're my kids and when they ask for things, if it's in my power to do it, I'm gonna do it. So, you know, that was pointless, man. It just, it, it is what it is. It, you know, broken hearts, broken homes, broken families. Shit's crazy, man. But I just hate that, you know, there's documentation somewhere that would lead someone to believe that I'm a deadbeat. You know what I'm saying? Man, that I'm not a good father. That. Yeah, I hate that, bro. I hate that shit, man. Like, I hate that. People can, people can literally look your name up in the damn court records and see that you was in there a child support and automatically the judgments passed. But you know what, man? Listen, let me tell y'all something. One day, I went to. One day, I had to go to court, and I had a court date for two of my baby mothers. 
at this at both 30 minutes apart i had to go in for one at one and one at 130 i think and when i went in there you know arriving to the courthouse they both was in there that's what they was doing talking to each other like they fucking friends like <laughs> i mean listen i i had a good man and i came in there with like this is how this how it happened this is how the judge took that so i went in the room Mind you, my baby girl was born too, so I came to the courthouse with my baby girl in the car seat. Both my baby mothers there. It was a mess, man. So when I went up in there, it was nothing that I could say to the judge that could have made my situation better because all she saw was a young black man. He got uh, kids by different women. Uh, he got one kid in here. Like, like it just looked messy. It looked messy. You know what I'm saying? So like. The judgment was just passed. I didn't. I didn't like that. But that's when I was young, man. I've grown since then, mentally, physically, all that. You know what I'm saying? I just got better communication. Got better with all them. But this one thing I want to know from y'all: what's the what's the biggest misunderstanding that people have made, actually made, of you as a father? Uh. I don't know. I think the biggest misunderstanding that anyone has ever made as far as me right. being a father is that I'm too I'm too hard. I'm too um strict. Um I was raised a certain way, bro. And <clears throat> bullshit didn't fly in our home, man. That's just the way it was, man. My family didn't play and they they held me to a certain standard and I had to live up to that shit it, it, there were no excuses you know Facts. <laughs> there, there was there were no reason there was no you know it was like yeah you don't lay in the bed i know you don't have school today but you're not gonna lay in the bed all day you're gonna get your ass up and do something so Facts. i was just raised differently and so because of that when i'm dealing with my children people are like yo why are you so hard why are you so mean i ain't mean i thought my grandmother was mean until I grew up a little bit and I realized, you know, like, man, me and my grandma are so tight. Like, that's my best friend. You know what I'm saying? And that's not to, that's not to take a shot at my mom or say anything bad about my mom because me and my mom are like super, super tight. But my mom, because she grew up with my grandmother, tried to be more lenient on me. And my grandmother was still strict as hell. <laughs> but I appreciated her being strict later in life. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was like it was a balance because, like I said, I didn't really have that father figure there. So it was like a balance because I had the extreme strict and then I had like the leniency. So it was kind of it, it balanced out and it helped me. But at the end of the day, man, the biggest misunderstanding when it comes to my parenting is, is my parenting style. People think I'm mean. They think I'm I'm too extreme. But I can promise you this. My kids ain't selling pussy. They ain't selling drugs and they ain't shooting nobody. I for me, um, I'm a mixture of my mom and my dad. My dad was a disciplinarian. My mom was the nurturer. Um, to this day, I feel like I am extremely hard on my kids because look at the world we living in right now. Look at the world we living in. If I'm not hard on them, if they think I'm hard. Wait till they get a taste of reality Wait till they get a taste of the real world Wait till they get a taste of having to go out in the world On their own and make their own decisions If they think that I'm hard I ain't nothing compared to the world 
So I try to get them prepared for this. I try to get them prepared for reality, for real life, because I don't want them to go out into the world and be wondering like, damn, why he didn't teach me this or why he didn't tell me about this or why he didn't talk to me about this or why he didn't show me this. So I do my damnness to prepare my kids for what's to come because I'm not going to always be here. That's just reality. It's, it's, it's two things for sure. You're going to die and you're going to pay taxes. You know what I'm saying? Those are for certain. It's not, it's not, it's inevitable. So my job is to make sure that my kids are as prepared for the world as I can possibly make them. You know what I'm saying? Again, yeah, you are responsible for your own decisions when you turn 18. You are fully an adult. My job from now, from the time you're born to the time you turn 18 and the rest of your life. But even then, you are, I, my job is to prepare you for the world. You know how school, they say school prepares you for the real world. Elementary school prepares you for high school. High school prepares you for college. College prepares you for the work field. Well, that's what it is with us. My job is to prepare you and give you the tools to succeed in life. So, I believe in being hard on my kids. I have to. Because I remember me being a kid. And I remember how hard I was and how bad I was. And how I got kicked out of six elementary schools within a two-year span. I remember those days. And my thing is, if you prepare them, even if you have them tough conversations with them. Having tough conversations with them about the police having the tough conversations with them about racism, having the tough conversations about what it's like being black in America, having these conversations with them, you know, you won't fail them because now they're hip to it. No, do I have all the answers? Hell no. But I can prepare you and give you something to be be mindful of because now you know that everything out here ain't, ain't for shit no more. You know what I'm saying? In our days... <coughs> We could have fun. We could stay till the streetlights come on. We ain't have to worry about nobody shooting nothing up. And, you know, we could go out and have a good time. This day and age, they don't have that. We didn't know nothing about COVID. We didn't know nothing about, we didn't We didn't have to worry about COVID when we were shorties. You know what I'm saying? I, I, we didn't have to worry about that. That What is that? No, rain, sleet, hail, snow. Best believe we was in school. We out. Man, I wish we did have online online classes back when I was a kid, man. Like, man, you know, they what? Just, <laughs> man, they just you ain't lying. Man, like, we, I remember the days you had to sit in your TV and hope, hope your school name come across the screen that is closed. Oh yeah, that, that was like that was like the draft, man. <laughs> Facts, like, man, like please let our school be on that today. But I think, listen. We getting on here and we saying how hard parenting is, but parenting is also very rewarding. Some very. of the greatest things I ever did was became a father, man. Like my kids teach me, they teach me things. Kids teach us things too. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It ain't all just about us teaching them. They teach us too. My kids taught me how to love and how to think of other people other than myself. Because I think before I had my son, I was probably one of the most selfish people you ever meet in your life. My kids taught me about love and peace and patience. Because I have I have the most patience I've ever had in my life with all Ooh. these kids running and bouncing and jumping all through my house. 
Like you gotta my have kids. It. My kids taught me how to love, dog. Because again, before I before I had kids, I didn't really love nothing but money in my OG. Everything else, I felt like you were expendable. You were replaceable. I ain't. Yeah, if you don't like me, cool. I could I could smash you and go on about my day, et cetera, et cetera. When I had kids, I learned the difference. And I'm gonna tell you, when I had a daughter, because I have eight boys and one girl. When I had a daughter. My appreciation for women changed. Like it's easy. One hundred. My man Tim said he's a girl dad. I I don't know what I'd do with myself, dog. Cause my mm. daughter is the most spoiled, toughest. She's the she's the toughest out of all of them. She be bullying all of them, and she's like the fourth oldest, bullying all of them. So I think. I think God knew what he was doing when he only gave me one daughter because it made me open my bruh, mind and expand. Man, listen, I man. got Just one a bit boy, more. bro. I got, I basically, I basically got five, not basically, I got five kids and one boy, bro. I'm being punished. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, what you, you said, you said, what you say, five boys? I got one boy. Oh, I got eight of them. I got eight boys. Oh man, look, talk about being punished, man. See, every see, look, it, it's a look, man. God give God give you the kids, the, the the boys and the girls for a reason, man. Talk about Facts. being punished. I got three girls, but look, one thing I will say is the uh, biggest misunderstanding about my journey is, man. See, like I said, I was, of course, we all was young. We did stupid shit and all that when we was young. But everything, I feel like, this is what I feel like. I feel like a lot of people can't let go of who you used to be. Now, yeah, I used to be, I used to, I used to be selfish. I used to not, uh, basically, I just, I used to, along the journey, my kids taught me how to put them, put people first and all that. Same thing as you, Smash, but... When I was young, I wasn't like that. But I feel like when you have, uh, when you're a father and you got baby mothers who 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 uh, know of you of being one way. Like, if I was one way back in the day, that, that I'm not that same man now. You have to, you got to let go that path, let go of who I used to be and focus on who I am now. Because like I said, I've grown a lot mentally. So that's, that's my biggest misunderstanding. People just not understanding that I've changed but still think that I'm this dude from you know still still think I'm who I'm used to who I used to be when I'm not but um one thing I will say about these kids man like y'all was saying these kids taught me I mean I was always a homebody but they just made me all, all I care about is peace you know Facts. what I'm saying I like my peace I want to be able to see my kids grow I don't like being around large crowds because this Facts. world already fucked up or it's getting more and more fucked up and like and just like you i like to prepare them for the real world but although we know that any we can teach them a hundred things at home but they're not going to learn nothing until they get into each situation because they gotta because they're gonna have to learn how to handle them and stuff like that and a lot of these tough battles that they're going to go through again i'm not trying to discredit no mother but i feel like the, the the thick skin and the toughness and all of that stuff that gotta come from 
it don't necessarily got to come from the father all the time but it comes from a man that's how i feel like kids learn how to be tough uh you know how they say you know how you met meet a girl and she say i got five brothers and i grew up with them they do all that type of shit and you like okay so what that mean you tough she implying that she's tough because she raised she was raised with who brothers uh uncles and this and that like that's why that's why that's why i that's why i say the narrative that fathers don't matter or fathers is this fathers is that i don't like it man i don't like it you know what i hate that too man like one thing about me they don't understand how hard us fellas work for ours you know what i'm saying we get we get criticized and critiqued for everything that we do and you know it's really it's the it's discouraging sometimes it really is because nobody knows how hard i work for my kids you know what i'm saying nobody knows that and sometimes i feel like damn I want to just bust motherfuckers bubbles and let people know how hard we go for ours, but it's not up for me to prove to the world that I'm a good father. The hell with the world. The only thing that I care about is that these nine faces over here know that I go hard for mine and I will go hard for you and I will kill for you and I will die for you and I will give you everything that I have every step of the way for as long as I walk this earth. So I never really cared about a pleasing to the world to let them know hey look at me i'm a good father i ain't never been a social media daddy ever like if i'm with my kids i'm with my kids i ain't the kid i ain't the father that go pick the kids up on father's day just to snap a picture just to put it on social media nah fuck that this is my shit every day this is my job every day this is how we adapt this is how we became you become me and this is how you build character the character of a man is getting out there rolling your sleeves up and doing what you have to do every single day no matter who's watching period that's what that's what i do it for i do it for these smiling faces there are days i want to quit there are days i want to give up but then they always say look who watching you when you ready to quit your haters no doubt and your biggest your biggest fans which one matter to you the haters fuck no the fans yes so I'm going to continue to do what I got to do. It'd it be so many times I've wanted to quit. I've wanted to give up. I wanted to be like, yo, I can't do this no more. And I remember these kids. I can't tell them, hey, daddy can't pay the rent this week because he decided he wasn't taking uh, buddy ish at the job no more. Nah, I can't do that. So we get out right. here and we roll our sleeves up and we do what we got to do. And, you know, we don't get no trophies for that. I mean, you ain't supposed to get no trophies for doing what you're supposed to do. You lay down and bust that nut. But it feels good to be heard, man. You a good father. Thank you for man, being my dad. I love you. My kids telling me they love me is the biggest trophy I ever get in life. Ever. Just to hit them three words, man, it, it makes my day. It makes me feel like I can do anything. And, and and Tim, real quick, man, I want to apologize for my vulgarity. I didn't ask you if it was okay to say certain things on your show. I don't really know. You know what I mean? Yeah, my but, bad, too. But I, man, know, I know, you know I curse Cognac, a lot. Cognac, well, we, we, listen, uninhibited, drink-infused. <laughs> we say, oh, that's good. That's good, man. We Look, look, man, it's good, man. We've been, we've been transparent and authentic, man. It's all good. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, but nah, man. Um... 
but yeah like it's it's like i said it's a tough battle fatherhood is fatherhood is a i feel like fatherhood and motherhood are two different things uh we both go through our different type of battles not to say that they don't go through shit but they go through having kids with someone who don't want to be around we go through having kids with someone who i feel like mothers want things done their way a lot so i feel like we got to deal with people who want not people we got to deal with mothers who want things done their way and done specific ways versus to what i said they got to deal with so we both have our own different type of battles it's not to say that ours is tougher than theirs or theirs is tougher than ours it's an even playing field we all these kids don't ask to be here uh they come in the world to two two parents who, who god chose to be their parents so they you know you pretty much got to deal with you got to deal with the uh the hand that you de- you know the hand that you dealt you know what i'm saying but i do appreciate y'all coming on my platform to you know talk about this journey or whatnot um you know about time i caught y'all and we got y'all on the platform you know right. what i'm saying uh bet the house yes, indeed man smash we supposed to been work together man you know what i'm saying <laughs> Uh, yeah, nah. Jay, Jay Christian, man, we're gonna leave right there. I don't know if that's good or bad, that's probably bad. No, 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 man. Listen, man, I gotta come on y'all shows now. Hey, hey man, definitely, definitely, bro. Hey, but but Smash, I ain't talking for two hours, man. I'm telling you, man, I ain't talking for two hours. <laughs> hey, man, listen, man, it's, it's it's one thing. Let me say this real quick. Um, it's super dope when, when creatives get together, man. For real, for real. Like, you know, uh, me and Jay have worked together many and many of times. So many, many, you many. Know, um, yeah. anytime I'm with my brother, I'm 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 down. We 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 rocking. And uh, Tim, I've been trying to get up with you, man. I, I'm a fan of the show, bro. So I want to tell you, keep doing your thing, man. You you making some waves out here in this game, man. And, and absolutely, you're, you're a force to be reckoned with. So keep going. You know absolutely, you're yeah, doing man, going, keep pushing. I'm, yeah, man. I'm definitely, I'm definitely learning a lot, man, from other podcasters, man. I I, I soak in a lot of information, and mm-hmm. I I came a long way, man. I came a very Thanks. long. We way. all have. Very yeah. long way, like yeah, for real. Like for me, like I like I know we all have our little like I know we all like when we first started when everybody first started. I know y'all look at the beginning to now and just say, "Damn, I improved." But like, but Thanks. see, but see me, like I know everybody had the feeling, but for me, it's like cause see, I've been I've been doing this or attempting to do this since like man. 2014 or something but it was nowhere near as serious and consistent as now man like when i started doing this and you know make made my instagram profile and all that man i done i done got with so many people soaked up all this information and stuff like that asked questions and stuff and just to see everything come together you know with this whole little platform and right here and stuff you know working with other uh, creators and stuff Man, it's a it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing because I, I feel like everybody that has a hand in somebody's podcast make that podcast great. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like this, like this show, for example, right here, or any other show that got guests. Y'all make like y'all make this episode great. Uh previous guests make those episodes great. So that's what it's all about. I appreciate that. But uh 
to close it out, y'all go ahead and tell the people again if they don't remember where to follow y'all. All right, so listen, you can follow me at the con. Well, not me, it's us, because I got a team. You can follow us at um, the Cognac Room Podcast on Instagram, the Cognac Room on Twitter, and the Cognac Room on, uh, well, I think it's, yeah, the Cognac Room Podcast on Facebook. We are, you know, we do, we we uh, have a Thursday night, at nine o'clock slot on Grind City TV. We have some other things coming up, and we also have a spot on Diva Speaks Network um, at like 10 o'clock on Fridays. So definitely go and follow us, check us out, listen to it, share it with a friend. And Tim, I just want to say this to you, bro. Like, I respect you greatly. I appreciate you having having me on, having us on. And uh, you know, it's, it's man on some on some real. Like I've I've seen some things with you, like how you how you moving, and yeah. and how you doing things, how you making moves, and bro, listen. Just be patient. That's the whole thing, man. With all of us, be patient. Like, bro, I see you growing. Like, it's literally every time I look at something you do, I see growth every single time. So just keep doing that, man. And I'm gonna keep Definitely. doing it. And you know, it ain't like I'm the big bro son in you or, or or you know little bro in you. But I'm saying like I'm encouraging you as like the same way you encourage me, bro. You feel me? Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Appreciate that. Bet the House Podcast 2021 on IG. Bet the House Podcast everywhere else. Uh, if you just want one place, always bettheHouse.com. That's where everything is. That's where the merch at. That's where, you know, everything we got coming up is at. Um, everything. Like, we really doing some amazing things over there. So, y'all tap in and get with us. Yeah, and with that being said, fellas, happy Father's Day to y'all. Uh, happy Father's Day to everybody else who's listening to this podcast. And um, thank y'all for listening, and watch out for the next one.